Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Good afternoon, everybody. It is a Brewers Athlet March Madness Friday here on the Steve Jones Show. Matt Catrillo here with you. Steve will soon be there from the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai, lots of pre-owned inventory a great service department and sales staff that'll work with you to make sure you've got the best deal you can get. And that's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Also work with you to make sure you get the best service for your car as well. Inspections, quick oil change, whatever you need, they got it covered at SMC. And of course, every Friday show... Brought to you by our good friends at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Now is the weekend of all weekends to stock up. St. Paddy's Day weekend is still going on. Got to stock up for that alone. And of course, stock up for the rest of March Madness. And to add on top of it all for your viewing pleasures tonight, we got the Bucknell women in the WNIT at Fordham tonight. You'll be having multiple games going. Why not add one more and why not add a couple of cold ones to it? Imports, domestics, micro-brews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast those peanuts fresh and hot every day. And the pickle bar led by the barrels and the dills. Indeed, second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Of course, we'll get to all the updates from March Madness and the NCAA championships for Penn State Wrestling in Detroit in a sec. We do have John Sauber today from Center Daily Times going to join us. A little bit of Penn State hoops and football talk. And the King going to join us today. Brackets for us will be revealed today. They may or may not be busted already. But we'll talk about, we'll reveal those in a little bit with the King as well. And we'll make some of our picks for some of the games tonight as well. So in the early going, it's been kind of a dud so far after what was a tremendous night last night. Ohio State with a 13-point win, 54-41 over Loyola Chicago. That was a little bit disappointing. That was an ugly defensive battle early. And then Ohio State just kind of pulled away in the second half. Auburn easily takes care of Jacksonville State after maybe a little bit of a shaky first half, 80-61. Just starting the second half at, at the under-16 timeout, 15.58 to go exactly. Texas Tech all over Montana State. That's been that way from the jump. It's 61-30 at that point. At the half, Purdue over Yale, 
46-33. And Delaware with a good start against Villanova, a number 15-2 matchup, 11-25 left in the half, 15-8 Delaware in a battle of familiar foes at a PPG Paints Arena in Pittsburgh. So we'll see if maybe perhaps that could be a bracket buster, but very early on in that game. Then at 3.23, so about 10 minutes from now, Miami and USC. 4.15, Notre Dame and Alabama. 4.30, Virginia Tech and Texas. Nightcap tonight at 6.50, Chattanooga and Illinois. 7.10, Cal State Fullerton and Duke. Iowa State LSU at 7.20. 7.27, Wright State and Arizona. UAB Houston at 9.20. Davidson, Michigan State at 9.40. Colgate at Wisconsin t- versus Wisconsin tonight in Milwaukee at 9.50. TCU Seton Hall at 9.57. Then on the wrestling front, as of right now, all six quarterfinalists get wins for Penn State Wrestling. Leading the team race right now, 27.5 points as of a couple minutes ago. Arizona State's got 22. Michigan has 21. Iowa's 24. NC State is 17.5. Roman Bravo Young, Nick Lee, Carter Starachi, all named All-Americans already in that today. Drew Hildebrandt, done as well. Bo Bartlett, done as well. So that's the updates as of now. and We'll keep it rolling throughout the rest of the show. But uh, getting back to last night with March Madness, that was just absolutely tremendous. I mean, that's what it's all about. St. Peter's, credit to them. I heard some good things about them here and there just by virtue of uh, knowing Joe Vasile who does the Bucknell women. He did some St. Peter's games this year, and I knew they would be a good team, but I didn't think they'd be nearly have enough to beat Kentucky. But they were the better team from start to finish, really, last night. And once again, another lackluster performance on the big stage for Coach Cal and the, and the Wildcats. And then a nice comeback for Creighton last night, down double digits. I think they were down 14 or 15. Come back and win that one in overtime. Murray State, San Francisco goes into overtime. Murray State wins that one. So it was pretty. It was a pretty good set of games. Gonzaga had a little bit of a scare early, but was able to pull away. So that was a pretty good first day yesterday overall. Plus with a couple upsets, New Mexico State. A lot of people were on that bandwagon. They pull through and get the upset against UConn. Of course, during the show yesterday, Iowa went down to Richmond. So, pretty good start, but so far today, all blowouts and kind of a dud, but still, of course, got plenty of action to go as far as March Madness goes. Then a quick uh, NFL and baseball note, starting with the baseball Nick Castellanos might be a Philly. The Phillies, multiple reports, have serious interest in him, and of course that's just going to bolster that already monstrous lineup even more. But it creates two things. One, it creates a lot of different crowded aspects of the infield and really the field in general because he can play multiple positions for Joe Girardi to deal with. That could be good and bad. Secondly, though, I just don't think the Phillies have really still have enough pitching yet. The lineup is good. I mean, is is it good I mean, to have another really bat? Yeah. 
Come on, call some out. I want to hear you call people dopes. I love when you do that. <laughs> Uh, not, nobody's a, he's been a, really dope-worthy right now. He, he's a dope. <laughs> you notice what you're seeing so far today? What are you seeing so far today in the NCAA tournament? Let's see if, how, what kind of feel you have for the sport. I would say, basically, the, the, team, the, the better teams, maybe on paper, are taking care of business and they're winning because they're the better teams because no game has really been that close so far and why is that only the experience level number one in part because of yesterday in other words you walk in as a coach and you take yesterday and you go hey guys you mess around in the first half you will lose Every team that lost yesterday messed around in the first half. Right? Yeah, hey, you know, I take a shot you shouldn't take. Hey, yeah, 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 we got time. Yeah, we got time. Yeah, we're better. We got time. Half time. Yeah, we got time. Right? Also, in the under 12, you're like, uh, we're running out of time here. And what's happening today, and I know Delaware leads Villanova early, but Texas Tech, easy. Purdue was up 13 on Yale. Uh, I will say this, Purdue was very fortunate. Jaden Ivey got off the bus today. That, that worked out well. Ivey's got 22 already. He's got 22. I'm telling you, if I'm an NBA team, he's the first guy I take. I know there's a lot of people that are enamored with like, hey, Chad Holmgren. I've never seen Chad Holmgren play a great game yet. Um, Auburn won big. Ohio State, I mean, Loyola had 41 points in 40 minutes. Yeah, that that was awful basketball by them just got flat out got shut down. And it's weird because Ohio State only hit I think Ohio State only hit 1-3 in the game, right? Yeah, I mean it was only 23-18 at the break and that was a season low for Loyola. But I mean both teams were just awful shooting wise. It was a defensive slugfest in the first half but Ohio State as we talked about before powered ahead as they typically should and Loyola, yeah, as you said totally shut and again, down. And if you jog by EJ Liddell, it's a foul. Well, I didn't touch him. You were close. What? I was close. <laughs> okay. Liddell didn't have a basket in the first half, by the way. But they were one of 15 in threes, but they were 17 and 21 at the free throw line. So that took care of that. Uh, Auburn won big. Um, and so, I mean, but what happened is that every coach in today's games who were in the favorite spot and look, if you're in an 8-9 game, that's a pick em. If it's a 7-10, that's a pick em. I mean, you know, there's a kind of like, like almost 6-11 is close to pick em, too. I mean, it's the teams that are like in the 5-12s, um, you know, 4-13s, you know, 3-14s, 2-15s, 1-16s. Those, those are the ones that are like going, hey, their coaches are going in there saying, guys, you mess around, don't kick them. How often have you heard me say that in – in football and basketball, there are three times that you can win a game, and one of them is in the first half. You can win the game in the first half. That's it. Put a, put together a margin, and at that point, you can go home from there. Right? That's what's happened in all these games. These teams, are, Auburn won their game in the first half. Texas Tech won its game in the first half. Uh, I mean, Purdue took care of business in the first half of their game. Ohio State, they led by five at halftime. You know, defensively, just Locked them down. 
Penn State went six for six in the uh, Big Ten re- in the uh, NCAA wrestling championships today, and they are on the doorstep of winning this thing. Uh, they've got right now seventy three points. Michigan has sixty two and a half, and uh, Arizona State really is is out of it now. They got fifty three. Right, so Penn State right now has six semifinalists, which of course is automatically makes them all Americans. Drew Hildebrand is out. Roman Bravo Young semifinalist. Nick Lee semifinalist. Carter Storacci semifinalist. Aaron Brooks semifinalist. Max Dean semifinalist. Greg Kirkfleet semifinalist. Meanwhile, Brady Berge, I do believe, is still alive. Nope, Berge's done. So Berge, Bartlett, and Hildebrand are all done. So they're going to get nothing in the consolations the rest of the way. Okay. So they're all done. So it's all about the semifinals. But they got six of them. They got six of them. They're automatically all Americans by doing it. And they've got a big lead in this now. They've got 73 points, Michigan 62 and a half, and Arizona State has 53. Arizona State is no longer a factor. All right. So there you go. You're up to date on all of that. Uh, one other score we want to pass along. Uh, South Carolina, with 3.49 to go in the third quarter in women's basketball, leads Howard 52-8. to Yeah, I did see that, too. I have no words. No word. I do like South Carolina in that spot, by the way. All right, uh, <laughs> oh, my almighty! If you have a good feel for the game, you could pick up on that, yeah. <laughs> I can I ask somebody at a nail salon about that. Yeah, yeah, I like South Carolina, too. That's <laughs> like, great. Okay. Let's, uh, we'll come back more in a moment. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet. Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When car repairs get difficult. Well, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 6.30 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6.30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury. And Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the... Mm. Out of auto repair. Minute 14 remaining in the first overtime. Alexander again. Alexander hands his back. For Trey Alexander. Brian Anderson with that call. NCAA tournament. A lot, I mean, a lot of moving parts yesterday. Not as many so far today. And I think yesterday affected today. 
You had, I think, every single coach in the favorite position walked in and said, you see that game? You see that game? That can be you if you don't go out and take this seriously. Oh, no, it's the NCAAs we take. No, it's it's not a non-conference game, guys. Okay, this is not a game we bought. Okay, this is a game, like, this is for the national championship. Let's go. And that's, I think, what you're seeing so far. Uh, that's the effect that yesterday can have on today. Delaware leads Nova 21-20. That's the only one that's a little like, okay, hmm, really? Although, you know, for Delaware, this is like, this is the this is the big this is the big shot for them. Uh, Purdue's up twenty on Yale, uh, and uh, so no surprise. It's, that's what you're seeing all every across the board this afternoon, except for the Nova Delaware game. Everybody's taking care of business. I mean, they've done it by a margin so far. Maybe not to the extent that. Uh, Maybe not to the extent that South Carolina and women's basketball did with Howard, but they've t- take, they've gone to work. Uh, Fletcher Cox, they, it looks like they're trying to work out a deal to keep him with Philadelphia in such a way. Um, so he may stick around. We're going to have Merrill on what, Monday? Monday, 435, yep. Very nice. Looking forward to that very much, talking to the great man. Great to have him back. Three-year three year contract. Devontae Adams is a Raider. How about the Phillies are going after Nick Castellanos? Now that tells me they want to do everything they can offensively to win. Because what's interesting is that they got Kyle Schwarber, power left handed bat in that ballpark works beautifully, and he can play a lot of DH. Castellanos is a DH, to be honest with you. I mean, defensively, we're in a beer league softball game, and we're up by one in the ninth inning. I'm not even sure I put the Castellanos out there. Not a good defensive player. But offensively, he's got a bat. Is anybody out there you want to call dopes? I mean, I kind of, I don't really understand what the Phillies are trying to do now. I mean, I understand what they're trying to do, but you still need to put some. Okay, well, okay wait a second. I, I, I don't understand what they're trying to do, but I do understand what they're trying to do. I, you got to make up your mind here. I don't only because you got to fill that they still don't have any pitching. Sure, you got Brad Hand, but you need more than that. You're not going to use Brad Hand every single game. Pitching's overrated. <laughs> no? <laughs> That's what Dave Dombrowski's saying, apparently. Offense. Lots of offense. You could offense. save big. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports Domestics Microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. It's a warm evening. And you got the NCAA Wrestling Semifinals coming up tonight. Six Nittany Lions there. You got the college basketball tournaments going on. Wow. 
So stock up now. Get in the car now. Go on over, put it on 1070. I'm sure at some point Matt will complain about something that will take the ratings to another level. Well, I'll just kind of sit back and go, you got to be kidding me. Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drink, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and not every day. Six great flavors of slushies. And the pickle bar, live by the barrels and the dills. Indeed, second to none. All at Sunbury, all at uh, Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, and Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia. Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. The Yankees, by the way, traded Luke Voigt to the Padres today for a minor league starting pitcher. That was on. That wasn't unexpected. I was fine with that. Well, they had Rizzo. That's why they did it. And plus, he couldn't stay healthy anymore. Oh, like Rizzo's healthy all the time. All right. Uh, <laughs> they trade him because they have two first basemen. I mean, Luke can't play anywhere else except first base. I mean, he was a catcher at one point in his career. He was a catcher here in State College. Uh, but he's a first baseman DH now. And I think the Yankees feel comfortable at both spots. So somebody had to go. It's not a question of Luke staying healthy. It's not, let's pretend Rizzo's healthy all the time. I mean, let's pretend Aaron Judge is healthy all the time. Let's pretend Aaron Judge is vaccinated. Uh-oh. That could be a problem for you. Yeah, and what we what you heard today from the New York City uh, health advisor, it didn't seem like they're going to back down from that anytime soon. So that's uh, going to be interesting. Well, maybe he is, for all we know. Sure didn't sound like it, though. <laughs> it's like, okay. Well, there you go. All right. The... Uh, NCAA tournament continues. Six semifinalists, Nittany Lions, tonight in the NCAA championships. All right. Uh, let's uh, put a bow on Penn State's basketball season. John Sauber, Center Daily Times, went out to Indianapolis. I go up to the uh, line to get in the line for uh, uh, to get my credential because I came in with the team, so I had to work my way over to the credential area. And there was a guy pops in behind me. He says, John, hey, how you doing? John, welcome. Great to have you with us on the show today. Uh, nice talking to you too, Steve. Well, you get out to Indianapolis first. Of all, it was great to see you out there covering it. Uh, so, what was your impression in covering this, especially on a day-by-day basis as you watched it play out? Yeah, so this was this was the second Big Ten tournament that I've covered uh, back in. Well, third actually. The the second was the middle one that got canceled right at the beginning there. But I was there for that. The Fred Hoiberg notoriously, you know, being sick on the yes. sidelines that game. Uh-huh. Sat right behind him. Didn't feel great about that. Uh, <laughs> but no, this this is one of my favorite events to cover, just because it's nonstop basketball. Especially that you know that second and third day when you have four games throughout the day. You just go. I got there at noon, watched all day, and then just you know enjoyed myself. And it was, admittedly, it was kind of nice that Penn State was that last game because I'm a night owl anyway. So I was sort of peaking at the perfect time for all that. And Penn State, the way they played it, and the way Micah Shrewsbury coached it, what did you think? I 
I thought this was on some level exactly what we, we thought Penn State would be when they were out there. Uh, I, I sort of said that I thought they could make it to Friday. That was my, you know, if you want to call it an mm-hmm. official prediction for that. Mm-hmm. But uh, them playing Purdue as well as they did is sort of exactly what we've seen all year from this team. And it's a reason I think Penn State fans should be excited about the future. There were very few games that they were out of. They, I mean, Purdue, we'll see them play Yale today. I think they're one of the best 10 teams in the country. Uh, they have the best athlete in college basketball in Jaden Ivey, who is also one of the three to five best players in all of college basketball. And Penn State went blow for blow with them, even fell behind and still fought back in it. Usually that's the kind of game, right, where it's, you know, it's the number 11 seed in the tournament, the number three seed. You know, the 11 falls down and suddenly that's it. They collapse. But they didn't. And, and that's been the case all year with Penn State. They've generally fought back in almost every game. They fought close with with good teams, uh, their, their talent level is on, on the same level as, as the top teams in the Big Ten, but I think it's pretty clear that the coaching is at that level, and that is, like I said, plenty of reason for Penn State fans to be excited. His ability to identify matchups, his ability to look at his talent and say this is the best way to win, those are several of the elements that just really impressed me about him. And not only that, I think, you know, he gets into a press conference and he sits down with you guys in the press room. I mean, what are your thoughts on how he handles that part of it? He is he is one of the most genuine people that you are one of the most genuine uh, people I've ever talked to. Yep. You know, uh, he it, it, he's kind of doesn't have it in him to sort of uh, feed the company line, if you will. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't. He's not trying to hide things. He's not, you know, uh, he's just being upfront and he's telling you what he's feeling. He's telling you, telling you uh, why he's feeling it. Uh, he's he gives good long answers too, right? There are very few short answers that he gives. He's always thoughtful with it, and and you can tell he puts a real time in those in those situations. And I think like that's that's a positive for the program. Uh, you know, you can sort of get inside the mind of the head coach, and that's what I think a lot of fans want. They want to know how he's feeling. They want to know what he's seeing. And and if you ask sort of a base level question, he'll he'll answer it uh, well. If you ask an in depth X and O's question, he'll answer it well. He is. You know, versatile in that way that he always seems to have a good response to things. And personally, he's he's pretty witty too, which I enjoy. And a lot of self-deprecation there, which is also I like mm-hmm. to think a strong suit of mine. So, <laughs> all right. So now, uh, since that happened, this now gets to be the interesting time of the year uh, in terms of player personnel because the transfer portal freely exists. And you, I mean, it's it's been like this in college basketball, as you know, John, for a long time, years yep. and years, where it could be 700, 800, 900 players transferring. The difference is that you can do it without sitting out. So Sam Sessoms is the first. What was your thought on that? Uh, I wasn't overly surprised, right? Uh, Sam didn't have uh, as major of a role at Penn State as he did at Binghamton. Uh, you know, and he, I, I think you could see that the fit with the the sort of the way they want to play wasn't perfect with Sam because they play slow and, and, and that tends to lean to his strengths, but they also don't want to turn the ball over much. And he does make risky passes. And to his credit, he kept attacking the rim this year, even though he couldn't buy a foul call. Uh, right. Watching that kid get hacked under the rim over and over again and getting it, uh, seeing it go uncalled is, was one of the more interesting things to monitor because you kind of knew it was coming when he would attack the rim. Uh, but I, I think it's, you know, it's definitely a loss if there's no replacement. And I, I am operating under the assumption that there will be some level of replacement, of course. Yeah. The freshman coming in will help that. 
uh, getting a guard in the portal that can run the offense because Sessoms was essentially 50% of the team's ball handling because the other 50% was Jalen Pickett. And uh, Pickett was awesome to end the year, but you, I mean, they were already asking 40 minutes a game basically from him all season. And I think you really don't want to go into next year asking for 40 minutes and he has to control the ball the entire time. I think he would do it. I don't know how well it would work out though down the stretch when he's playing that much, uh, that much of a workload. Although he was peaking at the right time this year. So right. uh, I do think they're going to need to replace Sessom's ball handling more than anything. Uh, and, you know, he was he was another guy. He was just as honest as could be. And I always appreciated that about Sam and, and, and had a lot of respect uh, for him because of it. So now you, you watch the full season of Jalen Pickett. What do you think of him on this level? He is, uh, I, you know, I expected him to be Penn State's best player this year. I did not expect him to be this good, especially at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. He's so calm and under control. I always compare him to Kyle Anderson of the Memphis Grizzlies, and if you remember Boris Diaw, of course, sure. with the Spurs, and like guys mm-hmm. like that that are playing at their own pace. Uh, they're catching you off guard. Pickett has this one move that I always sort of point out in the advantage of his pace and how slow he is, I guess, is, is that he'll be driving to his right, and the defender will take a step to his, the defender's left, expecting Pickett to be there next. But because he's so methodical, he has the time to process that, spin back to his right, and he always gets that little lefty layup there. Uh, But it's it's just one of those things, right? You watch him play, and you don't know how the pace is going to work out at this level. And then you see it, and there's no reason to believe he won't keep getting even better with it as he gets used to the Big Ten. Uh, I thought he was the most impressive player on the roster this year. And I know there were a couple guys that looked really good uh, compared to what we sort of expected. But Pickett, to me, was, was the most impressive. Give you a chance now for your tribute to what you watched with John Hare in his career in this year. Yeah, I mean, he was – John is one excellent first name, as you know. Uh, well, I think it, 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 some people tell you it's the best. I mean, you know, but yeah, it's, a matter exactly. of, it's a matter of opinion, John. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, but uh, he uh, he was the heart and soul of this team, as everyone knows, for a long time. But seeing the effort he put in this year, I'll, I'll never forget the rebound against Ohio State in the Big Ten tournament. I was sitting about you know 30 feet away watching four Ohio State defenders go up for the rebound. You couldn't really see Hera from where I was sitting. And seeing him come down with the ball and put it right back up to get two to essentially close out that game. Uh, that's sort of the epitome of who he was for this program. It's all effort, all the time. And this year he added some skill. They ran some offense through him in the high post. Uh, you know, he doesn't have a ton of touch around the rim, but he's still big and physical and gets some of those easy points that way. And I just th- – there aren't a lot of guys that you see sort of work that hard and work at that level for that long. And the fact that he came back, the fact that he came back on some level knowing that the NCAA tournament was a long shot. Even though he desperately wanted to make it, he did it anyways because he fell in love with the place and, you know, he fell in love with the program and everything about it. And he is, he's one of those guys that you just have the utmost respect for because, frankly, I don't know that, that I could work that hard that long at, at anything. Uh, but he was, you know, 120% all the time, you know, and he would lift after games, which is, like, maniacal. You know, it's, mm-hmm. you just played 30 minutes on the court, and now you're going to have a lift. I would be asleep within 15 minutes out of the locker room. So now you've seen this play out one year. There's there's a process to it. You don't just hit a button and you're in the NCAA tournament. But what do you see right now, based on what you know, the foundation Micah Shrewsbury set that the future of Penn State basketball can be? I think I think it's bright, right? Like as long as Shrewsbury's there, I think they have a chance to be in that tournament conversation. And with where the program was, I think that's sort of all you can ask for. 
uh, especially, you know, with the, the class he's bringing in, the five kids I think will all contribute down the line. Uh, you know, it's a highly rated recruiting class for Penn State standards. I believe the highest rated, uh, you know, program history. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he, you know, he's bringing the talent that will work in, in his offense, and that is that is highly important, and not to mention, of course, getting guys that are willing defenders and long athletic defenders will always help. Uh, but I, I've, I've been saying, you know, about next season specifically, the record may not be much different. They may be slightly better, but I think it's going to increase expectations on some level because they will be playing more youth. Uh, and I think they could still look even better, right? Like they could, you could be seeing freshmen doing some of the things that seniors were doing this year, and that is promising. So, you know, maybe not next year. The results aren't, aren't you know, uh, a massive step up. But the year after that, I think we could be looking at something where they're already in the NCAA tournament conversation uh, because the guys they're bringing in, while they're, they're really good, they're the kind of guys you make the tournament with as juniors and seniors unless so as freshmen. Uh, you know, but their sophomore year could be that opportunity where things sort of blend right, and if they hit the right portal additions, this could, you know, even if they do that this year, right, you hit the right portal additions any year, you can take that big step forward. John, great work as always. Absolute pleasure talking to you. Look forward to speaking with you again uh, soon. Thank you. Thanks for having me on, Steve. I appreciate it. Party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is because it's Brewers Outlet time. The Beverage Supermarket has the area's largest beer selection. Imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet Reagan Street Sunbury wants to see you. And thank you for your years of patronage. Oh, and an overplay by Allen. He comes up with a defensive jam on top of his offense. We've been talking about his defense. He goes all the way. Oh, oh my. And one. Oh, my. And he's flexing on him. He's flexing for the crowd. The New Mexico State faithful are going crazy in this building. Teddy Allen. West Virginia. Junior College, Nebraska, now New Mexico State. Quite the journey for Teddy. There isn't a shot in the floor he doesn't think he can make. (laughs) I'm sorry. I just, you sit back, I'm like, okay, really? It just, and the New Mexico faithful loves him. There we know who he is. (laughs) In fact, he could be gone tomorrow. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What did I tell you about New Mexico State? What was what did I tell you about them? Who was the guy they had to somehow get, get control of? Oh, it was this guy right here. Teddy Allen. Yeah. By the way, when he played in the Jordan Center last, uh, well, I think it was February, he stunk. <laughs> he, did, he did not have a good game at all. Um, he's, <sighs> wow. Oh, well. Um, but you want to know why he played a great game? Well, UConn was, had some terrible defense late in the second half. No, he, he didn't want to be called a dope by you. <laughs> it's now becoming a rallying cry across America. I don't want to be called a dope by that guy. No, senor! No, senor! No, senor! Hey, it's... The dope. You call everybody dopes now. I mean, is this how it's going to be? 
Luke, you dope. You want to get want to get the hair to stand up on Lisa? <laughs> I wouldn't do that if I were you. Yeah, I probably wouldn't go that route. <laughs> I recommend you wouldn't. Um. So. interesting Joe Buck was talking about his move to ESPN yeah obviously there's got a lot of money involved and so forth but he said uh, lifestyle meant something to him um, his wife already works by the way for the network on Monday Night Countdown he said he says kind of having one centralized night to work in the Buck household then come back and be with your kids they have twins he says quality of life move at this stage of my life he's 52 now hey I don't blame him I do think though ESPN is dumb to not put to not have at least maybe they did I guess I wasn't in the conversations but maybe been a little more aggressive to make sure he was in the Sunday night baseball booth too at least for some of the games well but that comes back to the quality of life question yeah I mean and, and if that's there then I, I then then it is what it is there because I know he's also doing ESPN Plus projects. He's gonna like be the he's gonna either direct or produce some of them. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I I don't even know what they're doing with the Sunday night booth. What what are they doing with that? Uh, well, I know A Rod's not returning. Yeah. But I is think it Carl Ra- is it Carl Ravage? Oh yes, yes. Ravage is right because Vaskersian's not returning either. Right? Yeah, right. it is going to be Carl Ravage, and that's fine. Yeah, yeah Carl's no, Carl's good. Yeah, he, he's fine. I mean, it's you know, uh, Yale. Let's see, Purdue leads Yale seventy six fifty three oh seven to play. Uh, Villanova leads Delaware thirty five twenty five at the half now. Texas Tech won by thirty five. Auburn won by 19. Ohio State won by 13. Miami leads USC 21-14. I hate to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Okay. South South Carolina beat Howard 79 to 21. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. I, I don't know. Oh, well. You, you do what you got to do. And they did. I don't know All what right. their what their uh, resume was getting in, but uh, or, or they were well, the they conference were, they, champ, they, right? Well, no, they were conference champion. Okay, the MIAC. Okay. They're the MIAC, MIAC conference champion. All right, never mind. Deshaun Watson has been traded to the Cleveland Browns, by the way. What? I thought they what were out. You, can you keep up? <laughs> You're not keeping up. <laughs> I just, you gotta keep I, up. I can't anymore. I can't anymore with the with with the Sean Watts. I, I just can't. In the Browns, he's a Cleveland Brown. Come on. 